Welcome, everyone, to lucky number 13, meaning, of course, episode 13 of the Wild Will Throwdown. My name is Wild Will Greenwell, and joining me, like always, my contributor, Mr. Hawk Harold Adams, and you'll hear a race car probably behind me. We are practicing right now for this upcoming weekend's Firecracker 200 here at Salem. A little more about that later as Jeff Stiff out there practicing in that number 94 machine, already one-time winner this year. Well, Hawk, here we are, another weekend done. Now, guess what? The racing season for the month of June is over. Yeah, it's hard to believe, you know. It just has flown by. You know, we was dealing with the weather. Of course, we always talk about at the beginning of the season. So with that and getting all the races in, all of a sudden here we are getting into uh, July, and the, and the weather sure does represent, you know, sun's out nice and bright, hot out there. But uh, that's what we wanted. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yes, we've been saying that a lot. Uh, it's all about fun here at the Wild Will Throwdown. Uh, so it was a beautiful weekend of racing, but here we go. Even with a 0% of rain, we still had the Mother Nature threaten us a little bit. I think that was a little bit of a threat there. Yeah, you know how it is. We always got to deal with it no matter what. Even if there's a 0% chance of rain, we're always looking over our shoulder thinking, is that a black cloud over coming at us? You know, so it's just the way it is. And everybody's worried about the weekend of racing because the rain chances. Here we are Wednesday. You, you see the rain chances coming. Uh, but don't let that threat you uh, because this weekend we're all go gears. You know, if we have to move the schedule around, it's better than not racing at all. So we're ready to kick off the weekend in a big way. Like I said, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on in the program. So let's get to it. This weekend I was at a place where they made me feel really back home again. First place I ever picked up a mic with Mr. James Essex. That was the Brownstown Speedway. I had a blast over there. It was a very smooth program. The track really was in a mint condition. You could run the top. You could run the middle. You could run the bottom and pass cars. And for me, that is the most three-wide racing I've seen there. And we even saw four-wide racing at one time. We had the Slicker Graphics Super Late Models, which was a great race. Four drivers basically battled in the whole um, event. Um, Total Chaos, Chad Stapleton, the Silver Shark, Scott James, K-Rob, Kent Robertson, and the winner ended up to be Devin Gilpin in that 1G, picking up a $2,500 to win payday, someone who has many wins at Brownstown Speedway. Then it was the Pewterhall Super Stocks, and that win went to Matt Boatneck in the number 22 machine. The all-in-one pulls pure stock victory went to Paul Ortman in the number 18. And then we had the U.S. Air Force Modifieds went to Jordan Weaver in the 29J. And, of course, the Canes Tree Service Hornets went to Michael Brewer, clinching number seven. And, you know, Hawk, we talk about front-wheel drives. And that man, when I was down there in Victory Lane, because I don't know these guys a lot, his smile showed it all. He was the happiest ever. And uh, there were some cars, actually. Jacob Owens was in there, of course, uh, the Washington County Fair Race winner. Uh, he was in the mix. I think he finished third. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, man, what a great weekend of racing. And I told Michael after my interview, I said, us front-wheel drive guys that race other places, you know, I'm talking about me being places you know. I said, they know the name Michael Brewer. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's he's a, he's a becoming a legend, I guess you could say, because we was talking about it, like you said, at the Washington County Fair, he was there. Uh, we were expecting him to dominate, but he had some trouble. I know he hit the wall in practice. I think that kind of messed things up a little bit for him. He was a little bit off his game. As you said, Jacob Owens, you mentioned him. He actually looked like Michael Brewer. He has the same number, too. Must be something about that number 20. 
Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, actually, Michael Brewer, that was not his regular Brownstown car. So Brownstown, he brought out his normal number 20, and I saw why, uh, because that thing is a secret weapon. And we, we talk about some of the winners at Washington County. You and I were over there uh, this past Thursday. And we'll talk about that. I put on my Facebook today my upcoming schedule, and we got another fair race that's coming up on July 6th. You know, I always say, and I told you this on the phone, when I think I've announced or called the most wacky, craziest event, something else pops up, and it's school bus dirt oval racing and Crown Vic's 400 win. Not so much the Crown Vic's, but school buses on dirt. Yeah, that'll be quite interesting to see. That's a pretty nice little size track there at Scott County. So uh, it's like you say, who knows what's going to happen there. So we're looking forward to that. It's always something different, like you said. So uh, and there's no doubt about it. We're just going to love it and, and see what happens. So, you know, we talk about Washington County. J.T. Huffman got him a win. Uh, Joel Smith and the Crown Bigs picked up a win. Um, believe uh, Jacob Owens picked up that. Uh, don't quote me on the, um, the pure stock win. Um, believe that was the number 222 machine, I believe, uh, if you have to quote me on that. Uh, but uh, let's talk about where you were this Saturday night, this past Saturday night, Hawk. Uh, I believe you were the voice of the Sports Drum Speedway this past week and the photographer. Uh, so you had something like uh, Jake uh, Gibson's midseason championship, am I correct? Yeah, it was mid-season championships for uh, Sportsdrome uh, in honor of Jake Gibson, uh, the owner, a longtime owner down there and promoter uh, for many, many years. Of course, he has been in bad health the last few years, and hasn't been at the track much at all over the last couple years. He has really been uh, sick, but uh, a lot of times they say it looks like it's, you know, it looks like it's pretty bad for him and he's not going to make it much longer all of a sudden he bounces back and he's feeling good again so and this is one of those times where he's feeling pretty good so they brought him out there in a big minivan and actually uh, paraded him around the the track uh, during intermission everybody was up waving cheering at him all the drivers and crews came out on the track uh said hi to him so he had a big smile on his face so i know he loved being back out at the track seeing everybody uh seeing him there so the mid-season championships they were brought back they haven't been there for many years uh, that event so they brought it back in his honor it was 40 lap features for everybody some extra money involved extra points so it was a big race for everybody 40 lappers uh we'll take a look at the winners here the kentucky and a tank wash modified figure eight Getting his first win in this division, young man number nine, Robbie Greenwell, son of uh, figure eight veteran Darren Greenwell, uh, has been getting a lot better over the last couple years, looking very strong, and he got his first victory in that division, looked very good uh, uh, in that number nine car. In the ICA Dumpster Sportsman 40 lapper, it was number 15, Austin Williams, last year's track champion, dominating event. He, He got out to the lead probably about 10 laps in and was just took off left everybody behind nearly came up behind and started lapping some of the faster cars there in the pack so it was just an easy win for him so a great run for austin williams in the 15 looking at the affordable four division uh two uh big features for them uh the first one was won by uh 77 ajc uh they got in uh he was running about third there about 10 laps to go and they run into a big pack of uh lap cars because there was 24 cars started that event and uh he went to the outside uh, like three wide went around everybody took the lead and took the victory there in that 77 car in the second ford feature uh, another wild event 
came down to the very last lap. Uh, Billy Hines was leading pretty much all the way, and he also had uh, 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 Jack Yeager uh, running second behind him. Those two got into it the last couple laps, spun out the last turn, and Perry Whitsett in the number 60 came around him, went down the stripe, and got the victory in that 60 car for the second feature for the Fords. Looking to the Ford figure 840 lapper, Familiar name, I just mentioned it, AJC in a different car, driving for Ken Tungett in the 28, uh, dominating fashion there in the Ford figure eight division 40 lapper. Uh, real quick, too, uh, we also added the uh, Kentuckiana Karting Racing Series. Three divisions ran there. The junior champ winner was 13 Ben Mack. The senior champ winner was 92 Dalton Collins. And the 385 Pro Clone winner was 57 Cameron Castleman. And to top off the night, they had minivan figure eight, which they do every now and then. A fun division there. It was the 56 van, Dean Riley. Picking up the win. He won one last year, and he picked up another one. So uh, he's starting to look dominant there in the minivans. i tell you what. That guy is a minivan pro. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like a natural at it. He, he drives a front-wheel drive. He goes out there each time the front-wheel drives race, and, uh, uh, you know, he keeps getting better and better. But those minivans seem to suit him well. But uh, we'll see how he does. I know he's uh, planning on coming up here to Salem this week, as is a lot of other front-wheel drive guys. So it'll be uh, great to see uh, how things go on that one. Yeah, and Dean Riley, if you're listening, buddy, good job. Everyone's seen it. So, Harold Adams, now we go to another track that we know very well, and that's the Indianapolis Speedrome. Yeah, the Speedrome. They... Yeah, they uh, they actually had the late model figure eight that was uh, off this week, so uh, they're in preparation for their uh, world figure eight tour this week. So they actually had the, the week off, but they had the big uh, uh, Joe Shealy uh, 63 Memorial race, and uh, I believe the winner on that one was Jordan Hahn, if I remember right. They had like 28, 29 cars in attendance for that. I mean, they've been getting good car counts in the street stocks, but that was a huge, huge uh, uh, uh attendance there for that and uh, so a great win there for that uh, 2016 yeah jordan hahn picked up that win he knows how to get to victory lane many times uh they also had the 20 lap feature one of three for the junior fast carts which are always out in numbers the first one went to um i believe max olmstead here uh the second feature two went to alexis hughes feature three went to jalen summers I love this division, and I'll tell you why. I know a lot of people, Hawks, say, oh, man, the fast carts, here we go, even go-karts. Look, this is where the future racers learn the fundamentals. They need to be future stars in the sport. They first begin with standing still starts, which I love. Of course, we can't start them. Side, let's be real. Uh, five, six-year-olds, we, we can't start them at a moving pace start, right? Um, So this includes learning the flags, racing etiquette, some maneuvers and passing and techniques. I just love that division. Yeah, as you said, they do a standing start. They actually did try to start them like normal, moving start like you know everybody else does but that didn't work out so well it was just you know like i say at that age they, they got so much they're worried about trying to race and stuff trying to stay together and get a good clean start was pretty much impossible so they said okay we're just going to do a standing start and that just has worked out really good but yeah it is great and they have some great numbers i mean the the uh the car counts or cart counts i guess you should say in that 
has been just growing and growing. So it's great to see. You see a lot of the families go out there and get involved. And it's a, like you say, it's a great way to get the kids involved and get them into racing early and uh, get their feet wet and uh, uh, get it in their blood. Yeah, absolutely. But also the adult fast carts were in action. And, of course, faster carts and moving starts, of course. Uh, John Hargraves Jr. picked up that win. And finally, the Soapy Joe's late models, the mini late model, figure eight and oval. Guess what? A driver that you know well picked up both wins, and that's Josh Fultz. Yeah, he uh, he can wheel a car now, and uh, uh, he's he's running a lot of different things. He's running some of my race eight uh, front wheel drives before and up there, and I know he's drive uh, drove some Fords and everything. So he's got all kinds of different things, and uh, he's definitely a wheel man. Now, of course, our Southern Kentucky friends were rained out in Richmond Raceway. I know they rained out on Saturday. A lot more rain towards the Lexington area. Um, but, Hawk, uh, you guys were in action this past Friday night, and you went over the results. Well, I guess you didn't go over the results. I, and I don't expect you to know them off the top of your head, but you've been doing some photography out there for them. Uh, so how are those shows going on Friday nights? Oh, yeah, they're doing really good. Uh, the tennis is picking up, and uh, the hits are full of uh, carts and everything. So, And they've added some races this year compared to the last couple years. So they've got more and more events going on. So it's been a good thing. And like I said, a lot of kids out there learning and uh, getting better and better. You can just see them getting better and better each race event. Now I want to touch on something that I want everyone to listen up on. Uh, we keep getting messages um, about the newly acquired Clark County Speedway. And, uh, you know, I pitched this ideal to Bill, I think, earlier in the season. And I said, you know, what about Clark County Fairgrounds? We know Dean Worrell had it uh, for a while. He was running Kentucky uh, Karting Racing there, and he went to Sportstrom. Uh, so there's been questions like when what what is going on right so and i get it it's curiosity um bottom line to be straight blunt as forward as we can bill and i have been meeting about this for many weeks um the place quite frankly needed a lot of work and needed a lot of maintenance there's grass growing on the dirt track i mean it's just no secret uh bill has ordered new equipment a grader and water truck um we we have the equipment uh, we're gonna put some other modifications over there um we're, we're gonna put you know we're putting me a little announcer booth in there you know stuff that we need to make the racers experience great um as far as when um we are gonna race this year i will tell you that but this year is a building year for us we didn't get this place until halfway through the 2022 campaign um so just to open a track like that halfway through and trying to get it ready it's pretty tough to do uh with bill and i trying to kind of um, communicate on what we're doing and what divisions we're running now let's talk about what we're running yes the rumors are true we are running crown vicks and hornets uh we're running micro sprints and no don't worry because we heard a lot of different comments about well you're going to tear up the track if you run big cars on carts well, that's just not the case because we're not going to run carts on the same night as the big tracks. And that's what a grader's for, right? Uh, we, we've seen Thunder Valley the other night. Monster trucks were there a night before, but Jim Price and the gang, who's going to maybe give us some insight on the track building prep, you saw that track. It was a good track at the end of the night. He knows how to run a track. Um, so, you know, that is what we're doing. Everything's going to go great. The payouts are going to be wonderful. Uh, but hopefully the end of July or August for sure, and uh, we're going to get that place going. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, we talked on this before. You know, it's always great to have another track. You hear about tracks closing all the time around the country and everything. So whenever you get a new track to come onto the scene, 
it can be nothing but good news. So uh, it'll be great for uh, the community, the dirt track community, I guess you could say. And so it gives them another chance to uh, another choice to uh, run at. And uh, we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, I'm sure, like I say, when they first get it open, you just want to try to get it open and get some racing going and uh, just keep improving from there on. Yeah, and definitely a lot of worries on how small it's going to be. Well, we are going to kind of redo the track a little bit, make the straightaways a little bit longer, uh, or excuse me, wider. We are going to widen the track a little bit. We're going to make it a little bit bigger, almost the size of Thunder Valley, if you will, small little bull ring. Um, But uh, we're going to put a little more banking on it as well. So just more details are to come on that. Uh, so I just want, didn't want to keep anyone in the dark on that. Yes, we are going to open it this year. Uh, we're just trying to wait on equipment to come in from there. But some of the national series that was in action before we uh, wrap it up, before we get to our guest, Miss Ashton Thompson today. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series was in action at the Lernerville Speedway for the Firecracker 100. $50,000 on the line. T-Mac Tim McCready picked up that win. Also, the World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models were in action as well. Dennis Erb Jr. clinched the whole weekend and swept. He is your current points leader in the World of Outlaws Late Model Series. NASCAR was in action as well. Three series at the Nashville Super Speedway. The Camping World Truck Series, clinched by Ryan Priest, Justin Allgaier in the Xfinity Series, and a long day that finished after midnight last night. Chase Elliott uh, from Hendrick Motorsports won the Ally 400. Uh, So great weekend of racing for the last weekend of June. And now, coming up next, will be my special guest today, none other than rising star Ashton Thompson. All right, right now we have our special guest today, Miss Ashton Thompson. Of course, Ashton, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to be here with us to chat and uh, talk about your career. Yeah, thanks you so much for inviting me. Um, so basically, I started racing when I was six years old. Um, my dad put me in a quarter midget one summer when I decided not to play YMCA soccer anymore. So that's how. That's basically how I got started. Um, my grandpa raced and my dad both raced, so it's kind of raining the family a little bit. Um, I raced until I was about 10 years old, and then at the time, uh, the economy wasn't too good. It was like 2009, so we basically had to sell everything and get out of racing just to be able to live normally as a family, so that kind of sucked for me in my career because we missed a huge window there that I could have already been in NASCAR at this point, you know. I've raced against a ton of guys who are racing NASCAR right now, like Justin Haley, for example. Um, We raced together all the time when we were younger. So it's just one of those examples that, you know, it it really hurt me in my career-wise. But at the time when I was 10, I didn't know that I wanted to race for a career, you know. So coming out to Salem and watching races on the weekend, you know, it kind of just grew on me. And I realized that racing is what I want to do. So that's why last year, you know, we kind of pursued it super hard and we got at it and we realized that, hey, I can still kind of drive, you know, it's just one of those God-given talents that I have. And I love racing. I know I've loved it from the very first time I got in a car. So um, last year we raced a legend three times out here at Salem. And then I got a call to go test a Formula Four car. So that was a huge jump that I did not expect to have. Um, the F4 car was super fun. I love open wheel driving. You know, open wheel racing is is a passion of mine, and it kind of runs in the Indiana heritage of open wheel stuff. So after I tested the F4 car, we then were kind of looking at the financial situation, and was like, um, this is this is too expensive to go race this car. So. Then we kind of got in a a new form of racing, which we bought a midget, and it's our own midget. And then we have been racing that in the Kenya Midget Series. And then now we are racing the 602 Super Series with Kimmel Racing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you can hear practice going on in the background here right now at Salem Speedway, uh, where we record at here. So uh, it's always great to add sound effects. Now, of course, we started that new class here at Salem Speedway, the Salem Speedway 602 Series. Um, this coming weekend, we have a huge weekend of racing. More cars expected. It'll grow each time. Uh, tell our listeners what your ex- expectations are for the upcoming weekend. We know the last race that you did, kind of battery, I guess you were having issues coming almost to the checkered flag, but uh, tough break then. But uh, talk a little bit about that 602 car and how exciting that is to build here at Salem Speedway. So the 602 car is actually my first time ever in a stock car. Believe it or not, I've never drove a late model or a great American stock car. So it is basically this old ARCA chassis, and we put a 602 crate motor in it, and, you know, we go race. It's I think it's awesome to take old historical cars and still be able to use them so they're not just sitting in a junkyard, you know. So this coming weekend... Um, You know, I don't know how many cars will be out here, but I don't really care. You know, after two weekends ago, I just want to take the checkered and take it the most, like, positive way possible, you know. Um, Two weekends ago, I was kind of set back and put in my place a little bit, you know. Like, you know, I got to seriously work for what I've been given, you know. And for me, driving that car is just super fun, you know. I didn't realize how tough the Salem Speedway is until I was trying to pass Cooksey, and it took me 15 laps, and I still couldn't get around him. You know, it's just one of those things that the track is very respected, and you have to respect it as a driver, and I think this series is great for upcoming drivers and for just drivers to learn how to drive a heavier car, you know, and, I mean, this track is the best track to do it at, in my personal opinion. So let's talk a little bit about the open-wheel side of things. Uh you know, I, I'm not really that familiar with it. Uh, we saw your sprint car here, your open wheel sprint here uh, during that weekend that we raced here. Uh, very cool to see. And we'll get into that cause and what the, uh, the scheme and everything is from that. Uh, but describe your experience in an open wheel car. I know you probably competed on dirt uh, here and there and maybe some asphalt, but uh, describe the open wheel uh, versus the asphalt. Yeah, so we actually race our midget on pavement and asphalt in the Kenyan Midget Series. It was built for both. Um, it was Mel Kenyon's design. So those of you out there who know Mel Kenyon, he actually designed these chassis, and he's still around in the series today. So we are able to take these cars and flip them from dirt to pavement and really not have to change much other than the gearing and, you know, your tires and uh, like basic setup. But other than that, the car is ready to go dirt racing or pavement racing anytime you want it to. So that's a great thing about the series is it's very cost effective. So this coming, not this weekend, but the following weekend, the 9th, we're back at Anderson Speedway. So we race at tracks like Anderson, um, dirt tracks like Montpelier, pavement tracks like Mount Lawn, and, you know, just small local tracks and stuff like that. So um, this year, it was my first year in an actual series full-time since, you know, 2010. So it's been really interesting kind of just following along with the series. And, you know, it's been a learning curve for me, too. I think we're sitting like seventh or eighth right now in points, mainly because we've missed we missed the first race and then we missed two weekends ago when we were here at Salem. So, I mean, for me, it's it's super fun. You know, we build relationships with the guys in the series and, you know, you build lifelong friends. But um Another open wheel experience I have was the F4 car last year when we tested out South Carolina Motorsports Park alongside of Leger. So the P3 and P4 prototype cars were there also testing the same day. So that was a pretty cool experience to be able to watch them. And it was funny, they actually asked me if I wanted to test the P3 car, not knowing my prior racing experience, you know, but we don't, we don't tell people about that. Anyways, 
Um, so open wheel, you know, it's a passion, but realistically, it is way too expensive to actually make a career out of it unless you just have huge sponsors coming on board. You know, the W series is a great series, but there's still nothing there when it comes to marketing return and stuff like that. Now, speaking of Kenyan Midgets, I know they're on the schedule this Sunday at Mount Lawn. Are you planning on attending that? Uh, of course, saying we get everything in here Saturday. Um, it depends. I know we have that like 15 lap dash thing on Sunday. So, I mean, if we can get through that, get the car loaded up and head to Mount Lawn, then we will. But right now we are kind of just focusing on this because my main sponsor is the one providing this car for me to be able to drive out here. So, you know, we can go race to Kenyan anytime we want. You know, you can't always get in a stock car around Salem. The high banks, 33-degree banking, it's got to be a rush. I know just uh, last year, I think it was two years ago before I came employed here, uh, my buddy Harold Adams and I, uh, we rode around here in a car to help drive the track, and we didn't realize the banking on this sucker. Uh, Harold was doing everything he could to keep from falling out of the car. Um, but uh, it was it was incredible. And to go around here at the speed you guys do has to be just a thrill. Um, so now let's talk about how did it feel. We talked about history making. Uh, you and I got to know each other a little bit and talked uh, that day when you raced and competed here. How did it feel to be the first female from Salem, right here at Salem, to compete on the high banks? Yeah, it was super special to me. You know, I didn't... When you're sitting in the car, you don't really think of the impacts you are making on people's lives, you know, when you're actually racing. But it kind of hits you when you get out, you know. Even though we had a tough break that night, it was still so cool to see everybody in the stands, like, cheering and just standing up, you know. Because we did make history, you know. It's been 75 years and nobody from a female from Salem has ever raced at Salem. You know, that's kind of crazy to think that it's here in our backyard. So, that's cool to me. And, you know... It's my goal to, to continue to break records, you know, but ultimately it's mainly just to make impact in people's lives. And, you know, and if I can inspire the next little girl from Salem to go race somewhere, you know, that's just what I want to do. Now, of course, we all saw um, the brand new sponsor on the side of the 68 that you were piloting um, here at Salem Speedway the last time and debuted in the 602 series, Crew Aviation. Um, every day when I go to work at University of Louisville, I pass them on to I-65 there, sitting to the left right by the airport, on the airport. Uh, describe that partnership, how it came about. Uh, we all saw the photos. I think McFarland family was there, the TikTok stars. Man, that was a cool photo. I love that photo. A lot of shares on that. Describe how that all came about. So um, my good friend Shannon Weedekamp was from Salem, okay? So she reached out to me about three or four months ago. You know, she saw my story on Facebook, and she was like, hey, you know, she sent me a PM was just like, hey, like, you know, how can we get involved and help you move your career? And I was like, well, you know, if this wasn't a sign from God, like for real, because I was just at that point, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have funding for the 602 class. Like I am literally in a hole. And then she sends me this message and it just blew up, you know, and we've been working together, trying to promote crew the best way possible, you know, here at the tracks and expanding, going into the ARCA series next year. And so they've just been a huge backer for me. And, you know, they hosted that open house and the McFarlands came, you know, I didn't know who the McFarlands were until I got there. And they were like, you know who that is? And I was like, no, they're like, that's the McFarlands. And I was like, oh, and then I got on their TikTok and they have like 2.5 million followers. And I was like, okay, that's the McFarlands. So, I mean, it's just little things like that, that crew has provided for me. And, you know, I think they're a very small but large business at the same time. They have places in Sarasota, Palm Beach, and then Louisville. So they can take you anywhere you want to go, basically. And that's what's the great thing about them is they're so flexible and they're just, they're just good people and willing to work with you. 
No, it's incredible because I got to talk to some of them. Of course, everyone knows our PR booth is right here in front of the VIP. So super nice people. Uh, they can definitely tell that they were cheering for you out there when you were on the track. So very cool. Um, now, aside from racing, let's talk about a good cause that you are taking on and making a difference in the community. Because like you said, a lot of people think racers just are racers. It's not. NASCAR, you see PRs now. Of course, those sponsors on the side of those cars and NASCAR expect those drivers to represent them in the public. So talk about this cause that you are doing and you are supporting right now. Yeah, so I partnered with NOCC back in September when we were initially looking fund for funding for the F4 car. Um, we kind of built a relationship, and, you know, I wanted to bring this organization into racing because it's a minority sport, you know. Um, women aren't well represented in racing, and so that also comes with female diseases aren't well represented in racing, you know. And I hate to say that it's just a female disease because it also affects, you know, your spouse, your family, and everybody that goes along with it. But um, we partnered back in January, and I am basically the first athletic ambassador for the NOCC. So this coming year, they're looking to expand that and to bring more people into the organization because it is sports are a great way to bring awareness to things. You know, um, I don't know how many people were sitting out here two Saturdays two Saturdays ago that have never heard of ovarian cancer because you know I was one of those people too. Like I didn't know what ovarian cancer was, and I'm 21 years old. You know, and so it's just one of those diseases that needs to be talked about more and so through racing and through social media i think that we are doing a great job of spreading awareness you know just like tonight i met somebody whose wife has ovarian cancer and you know it's just one of those genuine relationships that you can build with people and you know it brings more people to the sport and it brings more people you know to the track to support you and then you you meet people and it's an everlasting story that you can remember for the rest of your life so it's great and i look to continue my partnership with them and you know just help as many women as i can yeah definitely no doubt about that and uh, you know any any time you meet someone with the cause that you're racing really goes a long fetch for you because like you said the racing community a lot of people don't know about the different medical diseases of course and, and ovarian cancer and different types of cancer uh, there's all kinds of cancers in the body but ovarian cancer to me i feel like gets skipped a lot because my, my trade is the medical field, if you will. Uh, my wife's trade is the medical field. It, it surprises us how many people do not know about the different kinds of cancers in the body. So very cool. Um, of course, finally, I love to give drivers a chance to thank their sponsors. Um, you couldn't get here alone. And that's why you'll always hear me on an on-track interview everywhere I go. I love pitching sponsors because without sponsors, that funding, um, short track racers don't have that kind of funding like the big guys do in nascar whether it be camping world xfinity or cup so uh, who would you like to thank on that 68 or uh, whatever number you you usually normally drive <laughs> yeah so i would like to thank crew aviation you know um they're they're the basically the the people who are taking me to the dance right now you know and i'll always remember them as one of the main supporters um i would like to thank jordan klein's jewelers um he actually paid for my first test in the 602 so talking about somebody to take a chance on you you know he was the guy who wrote the big check at the end of the day saying here you go you go do that because i believe in you and lastly i would like to thank dr trisha wheeler in town you know she's been a huge supporter for me ever since last year you know she gave me some legend funding and funding to get to the f4 test you know she's just been one of those people and then um my parents obviously you know 
Um, my mom was still pretty timid at me coming out here at the Salem Speedway and racing, but you know, I think it's grown on her a little bit and she's supportive. And so I just, my family, you know, and all the fans too, who come out to the racetrack every day, like you guys are the best to support us. You know, you guys keep the sport alive. And I don't think people realize when you and I are sitting here where I call races at Salem and when you can just sit here and take in this track and how pretty it is and the 33 degree banking, people do not realize how pristine this place really is. If you think about the history, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, I mean, we can go back. Of course, it opened in 1947, but just an awesome sight to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I was at Hinchman Race Suits today, you know, picking up my new suit, and A.J. Foyt's suit was laying there. You know, it's all burned up and stuff because Hinchman used to make A.J. Foyt's suit, um, a couple other famous drivers, and, I mean, A.J. Foyt raced here, you know. And I'm pretty sure he's the one who said if anybody can race at Salem, they can race anywhere. I Don't count me on that, but somebody definitely said that. But, yeah, um, you know, Salem's just one of those tracks, and if you look at the history and actually dive into the history, there's been some incredible people drive here. Um, and, you know, it's one of those relationship things, too. I'm bringing the people from Hinchman down on Saturday. They've never been to Salem before, you know, and they make these crazy high-end IndyCar suits and NASCAR suits, so we get to bring them here Saturday, and I'm just thankful for them to be able to come down and be able to watch the race and stuff like that. Well, I, I know there is much support for you and your career, and uh, we, we love seeing you out here, especially me, you know, calling that race. Like you said, it don't matter if it's three cars, five cars. That was a good race, and I love seeing that with uh, all of you out there. Well, for me and everyone here, we wish you the best of luck this weekend and in your career. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, if anybody wants to come out this weekend and get some autographs, feel free to come up to the suite. I'll be out here off and on. Um, just catch me or one of my family members, and I'll come see you. And that was Ashton Thompson, the driver in the 602 series of the number 68 crew aviation machine. And a huge thank you to Ashton Thompson for coming on today. Well, Hawk, here we go. The first weekend of July racing, and it's 4th of July weekend. Man, we are blessed because Monday, some of us who's not retired... Monday is a national holiday, which means most of us are off. So Sunday night, we get to enjoy racing a little bit better than if it hadn't been an off day for most people on Monday. But let's begin right here at my home, Salem Speedway, one of the biggest races of the year. It is Firecracker 200 weekend, sponsored by ProCrafters. Saturday and Sunday are shaping up to be huge. Yes, we know rain chances are in the area. Don't let that bother you. We're going to have a good time here in the concourse. We're just going to rock it out this weekend. Saturday, we have, of course, the MR Heating and Air Fords in action and some huge money on the line, thanks to none other than Diesel Boys LLC for that. Mr. Brandon Hooker has really come on board and helped us at Salem Speedway, and we appreciate him 100%. On Saturday, we have the Crown Vicks on the inner track for 800 to win, figure eight, 500 to win. Then we also have the Salem Speedway 602 class, which more cars are expected. We also have the Wilcox Towing and Trucking Scrapper Division, which are a blast, plus front-wheel drive open. Figure 8 and Oval will be here in gas practice. Then Sunday, of course, a huge day of racing. The MMSA Mini Sprints, Scrappers, Ford Big Track 1000 win. And, of course, the highlighted 200 lap main event, uh, which is approaching 40 cars. And it's going to be a great weekend. Hawk Harold Adams, how about it? Yeah, it should be. I mean, this is one of the premier events up here at the uh, Salem Speedway. Uh, looking forward to it. Everybody's expecting a big car count, as you say expecting a big crowd uh, now if we just get the weather to cooperate we'll be good to go 
Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, that that's the thing about it. We're, we're very excited because we got more stuff planned. We got live band. Uh, we got the concourse. We sell mixed drinks now. And I know some people like, well, drinks. But that does go a long way. The ladies out here love the mixed drinks, not just beer. So uh, we're very excited for that. Uh, have a little fireworks display going on. We also have another couple surprises, some propane going on, if you know what I mean. Um, so we have some very good ex- ex- excitement, I should say. Bill is going all out uh, to make this weekend a great fan experience. And you also can contribute to this. It's almost a NASCAR feel because you know how you go to a NASCAR race and you see the concourse, they have exhibits and stuff. It just has that feel. Yeah, like I say, it's uh, you know y'all are doing a heck of a job up here getting ready for this event, so it should be an awesome event. Got all the extras going on. There's a, there's just a sense that it's going to be a big, big event, big car count, big crowds, and all the stuff going along with it. So uh, you know it's been anticipated now for a while, and the weekend's here. Like I say, it's a Fourth of July weekend. Might as well come on out and see some great racing here. And I know, I believe you're expected to be here on Saturday to support some of those front-wheel drive guys because they're all expecting you to be here as well. You mean a lot to those guys. And a lot of those guys coming out this weekend, didn't know if we were going to have them on the list or not. Let's be quite frankly honest, uh, not too many of them in the pros that are out here right now. But uh, we're going to make this one an open, which means anybody can come, any rules at their track they want to run. But yet, Sportstrom Speedway is off this weekend for July 4th weekend. So that kind of helped us a little bit, if you will, with four crown picks. Indianapolis Speedrome is racing Saturday night with the World Figure 8 Tour 75 Lapper and other events. Um, Here we go. The Scottsburg Fair event is in action this Sunday with the Indiana Late Model Series, Pure Stocks, Hornets, and Crown Vicks. Of course, what I'm talking about is July 6th. School buses on dirt and Crown Vicks. Boy, that's going to be an experience. Uh, yes, it is. We don't know what kind of experience. So we're just going to go there and just wing it and uh, just have fun. That's kind of what the fair is all about, you know, having fun. So uh, I'm sure the crowd that shows up there is going to be uh, 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 treated with a treat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody thinks I'm so professional. I wing most of my stuff, believe it or not. I just do a damn good job with it. <laughs> I don't believe that. Well, maybe I do because I always say you're a natural at it, so you can just do whatever you want, and it still works. I have to try 500%. I can't even get half as good as Will over here, but hey, I'm trying. Hey, look, I wouldn't have you here if you weren't good. I'd just kick you out. But, uh, you know, it's it's not about that. You know, it's just having fun with the fans, loving racing, and just having a good time. Um, and that's what it's all about. Circle City Raceway is in action July the 3rd. Shirley Unlimited Snow Company, UMP Modifieds, Superstocks, Hearts Auto Sales, or excuse me, Hearts Auto Center Hornets, um, Ford Crown Vic Championship Finale, Shelbyville Auto Parts, Speedrome Street Stocks on dirt. Yeah, that should be very, very interesting. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how many cars will show up for that. I'm sure they'll have a decent amount, but uh, that should be very entertaining, uh, to say the least. So now I hear you're going to be somewhere Sunday. Uh, you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, like we uh, mentioned earlier, I'll, I'm scheduled to be here Saturday with uh, the events that's going on here at Salem. I'm going to be uh, bringing the camera. 
and just take some pictures for my own self and uh, my own collection. And I like to do that every now and then, different tracks. Uh, it's great to come up here to Salem and go down in the infield, get some great pictures uh, of the inside little track and the big track. So I'll be here Saturday for that. Now, Sunday, I will be uh, taking care of the duties at Mount Lawn, doing the announcing, which usually Will does, me and him. But uh, he'll be here, of course, on Sunday for the big July 3rd events. And then uh, I'm going to go on up to uh, Mount Lawn on uh, Sunday, July 3rd. And uh, the main event up there will be, of course, the Van Hoy Oil 50 for the uh, Red Bones Pizza and Chicken Crown Vicks. Uh, they always get, uh, this year, uh, the, the, the events we've seen up there so far, the Crown Vicks, they've had good car counts, over 20. So uh, that's going to be, I believe, 500 to win on that 50 lapper. So they should get a great car count for that. Uh, also in action, the Wooten Automotive Modifieds, Accelerator Race Cars Pro Compacts, JW Photography Stock Compacts, and also the Kenyon Midget Series. Also going to be in action up there at Mount Lawn Speedway. Racing begins there, 6 p.m. Yeah, I always want to make sure we point out JW Photography and, of course, everything that they do. And Jenna Wilkinson, our Wilkerson, and we don't want to forget the sponsors up there. No, uh, you know, sponsors is a thing that really makes it all go. So, you know, part of our job as announcers is to make sure everybody is taken care of. So always got to put that out there. So it's great to see. Also want to be, give a shout out to Ron Varash. He's out there in the infield, always taking pictures of uh, the action out there in the infield and uh, putting in the work. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And uh, we talk about Lake Cumberland Speedway, the second annual Hall of Fame 40, the Ironman late model series which i will be a part of uh, michael despain at brownstown on july the 9th we're very excited for that five thousand to win iron man open wheel modified series 1500 plus in action pro late model sport mods hobby stocks and front wheel drive mini stocks and then we got the national series before i let you talk a little bit about what's coming up there at sports Show on july the 9th and we'll hit on it a lot more next week uh national series lucas oil late model dirt car series at muskegon county speedway in ohio thirty thousand dollars to win Summer Nationals at the Lincoln uh, Lincoln Speedway for a $5,000 to win payday on the 3rd. NASCAR will be at Road America for the Quick Trip 250, presented by Jockey Made in America. And another great episode today, Hawk. But uh, what do you got? Uh, we got something we want to talk about coming up at Sportstrom on July the 9th. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, they are off this weekend for the 4th of July weekend. They just go ahead. Usually that's the thing they've been doing lately, the past several years, to go ahead and take this weekend off. And... Uh, so, but next weekend when we come back, we just want to mention, and we'll talk more about it next week, of course, but the following week when they return on Saturday, July 9th, they're having uh, the first time a big uh, Tom Dealey Memorial. Of course, Tom Dealey, a big part of racing in the Kentuckyana area for many, many years. Uh, he is the, uh, what I call him, Mr. Moby Dick, had a couple franchises over in Louisville, and uh uh, he was a big part of raced a lot. His sons, uh, Tommy Dealey and Chad. Chad still running uh, a ICA Sportsman car there at the track. And so Tom was a big friend of everybody, a big friend of mine, big supporter of Race 8. Uh, on the, uh, He was a sponsor of my T-shirts pretty much every year so far that I've had them the, all 11 years. So uh, I uh, greatly miss him. He passed away in the off season. So they're having this big Tom Dealey memorial race for him on July 9th. The uh, uh, thing they're using is the number 67 because Moby Dick was established in 1967. So they're kind of running with that. The, the feature event for the ICA Sportsman 
feature that night will be 67 laps. It'll be 1,567 to win that race. Good payout through the field. And uh, something else, too, being as we're up here at Salem, uh, a lot of these uh, these type of street stock cars, the, ga- the gas cars, they can run with the uh, sportsman cars uh for this race if they want to come down and uh, there's some extra money if any of them want to uh, give it a whirl if they get six or more of any of the street stop types cars that run here CRA even Speedrome any street stock type of car at your track if you come you'll be part of that group they'll get an extra bonus if there's six or more of them uh, of the of those cars a race within the race uh, first 500 second 300 third 200 on top of what you get on the regular purse and if you're interested in that contact the track or maybe even me or even Tommy Hardison he drives in the division and he also owns some Moby Dick franchises he is kind of spearheading this this little event so you can get with him too about more information if you're wondering about tires you can buy some new tires down there at the track or they also will have some takeoffs some old tires that you could use that they will give you or sell you cheap i think just give it to you if you're interested in that so uh, uh anyway like I say if you get hold of one of those guys tommy hardison or me if you're interested at all we'll give you some more details and plus we'll have more information on that coming up next week as this event will be on july the 9th yeah, thank you so much, Harold. And, uh, of course, Big Tom Dealey. Got to know him real well. I believe the second year I announced at Sports Show, I did Shop Talks and uh, went over to his house, sat down with him in his living room and just uh, kitchen and talked to him for a little bit and got to know him. So, so blessed that I did. But, uh, yeah, definitely come down and support him. They've done a lot for Sportstrom and different auto racing in general. Once again, thank you to all of the production staff at Dirt 2 Media. My guest today, Ashton Thompson. As always, Hawk Harold Adams, my contributor for coming on and being with me today. Remember, race fans, drivers, and crew, I will preach this till the day I die. Support your local short track. We don't want to see any more go down. And I'm Will Greenwell, and I will see you around the turn.